Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the podcast. It is Saturday, April 11th. I know you're not used to hearing us say the word Saturday. There's usually no Saturday show in the Satellite Sisters lexicon, but we'll explain. We have many, many things going on in our lives, so so it's a Saturday. So you're getting us a day early. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California, joined on the line by three of my actual real-life sisters, though we did not acknowledge that yesterday on Facebook for Siblings Day. I know. <laughs> I feel like every day is Siblings Day at Satellite Sisters. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Julie Dolan, you're in Dallas, Texas. How's everything there? Good, and happy belated Siblings Day to my fine siblings. There, that's all I'm going to say. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> Thank you, Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, happy Siblings Day. Uh, did you do anything to celebrate by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you. I, I, I thought of you all yesterday when I was at work. I really enjoyed all the pictures on Facebook of people's brothers and sisters. I uh- thought it was a great Facebook event. I totally did too. And I'm surprised how many other big families there were out there. You know, there were lots of people like us that had seven, eight, nine, ten siblings. Uh, so that was fun to see in all of the awkward clothing of the, you know, 60s and 70s. And Sheila Dolan, uh, you're here today. How's everything in South Pasadena? Everything's great. I'm glad I got the day and the time of this new this new podcast today. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun. And I did call a sibling on sibling day. Monica, I called you, didn't I? Yes, you did. I didn't pick up, but <laughs> <laughs> I missed your call, but thank you, Sheila. Yes. <laughs> All right. We have a, really, we do have a super exciting show today. Leanne is not here because she's winging her way to the East Coast. If you've been watching our Facebook postings on either the Satellite Sisters Facebook page, which you should like, or the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, which you should join, because there you can post whatever you want, you will see that on Sunday afternoon, tomorrow, Sunday, April 12th at 4 p.m., Leon is the author at the Meet the Author series at the Pequot Library in Southport, Connecticut, which is our hometown and our home library. So it's very cute that she's, um, not cute, but kind of cool, I should say, that she's a meet the author. And we all spend a lot of time hanging out at that Pequot library, wouldn't you say? Yes, indeed. It's a very oh, yes. library. A lot going on there. <laughs> yes. Some of it nefarious, but uh, we'll skip right over that. Okay. So today's show, uh, like a lot of, oh, can I just comment, because it's Saturday and because it's one in the afternoon, we know that at some point later this weekend, Hillary Clinton will be announcing her presidential bid. But we're really sorry we did this show before that happened. So we're <laughs> not really going to be able to comment on it because it hasn't happened yet. But we have no doubt that we will have many weeks and months to comment on Hillary Clinton running for president. Correct? Can we just... Yes, that is our big news item (laughs) before the news happens. Yes. I like it. So we are pre-news. There you go. It's going to happen. We're predicting right here that it's going to happen, and uh, but we are not (laughs) in a position to comment on the actual happening. So other than that, other than the pre-news report, uh, Julie has a major movie star sighting that she needs to share with us. Oh, yeah. And, and there's a, you know, there are implications uh, to the sighting, apparently. Oh, that, yes, absolutely. For, uh, I think, for Sheila. I for, think. For uh, Sheila. Okay. Mm. Uh, and then um, Lab Rats, we got, like, last-minute email alert from Monica that Lab Rats have prepared a segment for today. Is that, that, is that true? Yeah. We, I mean, we she's. Cooked up lab rats for you, pun intended. We're cooking something up on the lab rats today, aren't we, Sheila? All I can say is since Monica got a real phone, she will not stop with the technology. (laughs) That was her idea to send you pictures before we podcast to get your, wet your appetites and get you interested. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. I'm to, I'm fascinated. I can't wait. So we have the lab rats coming up. It's been a while. Uh, I have to answer the question. Am I, you know, am I still living in the 60s? I mean, I was only like five or whatever uh, throughout parts of that decade. But um, uh, musically, I, I may be in a rut. So I need to ask your sisters about that. Um, we have a number of tidbit stories, we call them, uh, ra- ra- going from Chuck E. Cheese to Ikea Veggie Balls to uh, something called Bastard Cabbage to a new exercise Sheila wants to um, tell us about. And then we are, we're going to do a little moonlighting. Um, for whatever reason, uh, many of you feel like we would be reliable travel agents. And uh, from time to time, we get travel questions posted on the Facebook group. And uh, so we're going to tackle a couple of those today. Again, we have no qualifications for this, except we do get around. I would say as, mm-hmm. as a group, we get around. So uh, we We've know- been places, Liz. That's, mm-hmm. you could, that's definitely true. Yeah. yeah. So we know why you're asking. And then I'm going to wrap up with a little preview of my first ever voluntary trip to Las Vegas. And that happens tomorrow. <laughs> I only have two words for you on this. Podcast awards. So, <laughs> yes. All right, Liz. All right, Liz. Somebody, somebody had to represent. But okay, starting at the top of the rundown, Julie Dolan, go for it. Major motion picture, a movie star sighting. I attended a luncheon on Friday. This was for an organization here in Dallas called New Friends, New Life. And what they don't laugh about. I'm sorry, do you need some new friends? No, you know what this organization does? Okay, now you're going to feel so badly that okay. you like that you said that snarky comment because okay. this is an organization that uh, helps that targets human trafficking. This is an organization in Dallas that is trying to cut down on the number of girls that are trafficked trafficked into Dallas. Uh, into the sex business okay oh, okay yeah, okay so it is you see now don't you feel terrible i do i do but i feel better knowing that you're involved because <laughs> i no, i do because i yeah, know yeah. this is an issue that you know a lot about care a lot about and have done a lot about uh, so. that that's that's try uh, that's true i lived overseas yeah i've seen this it's an area of interest for me so when my friend when my real friend called me and said would you like to go to this luncheon i was totally in and she said, we have a terrible table. It's table 64. She said, it's gonna be, we're not going to be anywhere near the front. And so I arrived, find table 64. And lo and behold, I mean, I can't touch him. I mean, I, I, it, it, but I could, if I leaned over really far, I could have touched the back of Kevin Costner's head. Okay. Oh. Kevin Costner oh. was <laughs> speaker at this event okay there were now i mean i couldn't touch those hair plugs or hair weave things you know? <laughs> i was just going to say was there any hair on there his head that you some, could have touched something up there but sheila that may i know he's married now that's a technicality that's okay she, that's all right sheila he is perfect for you i mean oh, gosh good unbelievably dreamy Sheila he was he was in cowboy boots and corduroy oh. jeans and a, a little like black knit sweater you know very casual <laughs> this was an event 1400 women showed up at this event okay oh, he's he, like, he, oh this was what the, an active audience I mean really I read that these Dallas women they brought their a game okay they were like <laughs> the real housewives of Dallas there was at least some portion of the women in this room Room that thought if they could just get Kevin's eye, that maybe they might be able to get something going. Yes. But he, he was there, Sheila, and he and I was I was reluctant because I have I you know I have seen uh, dances with the wolves, dancing with the wolves. I've seen Waterworld. I know he can be ponderous. I know he can be three hours. Okay, even at Mardi Gras, I heard his band. You know, because he has a band now that he plays in, and they. They do long sets. I was thinking, oh my gosh, he's going to give some really long speech. But what he did, what they did is they had um, 
the local film critic uh, who, uh, you know, who's on, you know, who writes for the newspaper and is on the local TV and was doing his best job to pretend that he was James Lipton of Inside <laughs> Actors Studio. I could tell that this guy had like... Cute, cute bitch, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet he was like trying for months to, you know, like come up with cute questions to ask Kevin Costner. But Kevin Costner got up on that stage and I am telling you, I mean, when they when when this when this <laughs> local critic was going down the list of all his films, and they and they got to the word the bodyguard, oh, you, yeah. could, oh. you could hear the swoon <laughs> in the audience. You heard hundred women go, oh yes, the body. That's in my top ten. <laughs> that movie is fantastic. I've watched it so many times. And come on, Bull Durham. Yeah. Oh, I, okay, Sheila. Come on. He was not the least bit ponderous. He was charming. He was funny. He kind of ran all over this guy. He just sort of ignored him. He kind of stood up on the stage and was like talking and he was heartfelt and he was soulful and he was totally into the cause. Yes. He was... He had this room. I mean, he he told stories. I mean, he told one story and you're like, oh my gosh, is it good to be Kevin Costner? The story was he was making the film JFK because, okay, he's referencing a Dallas crowd that, you know, part of the movie was filmed here in Dallas. I saw saw it last week on Netflix. (laughs) Okay, Sheila, I know. You might have bum rushed the stage if, if if you had been there. So he was saying he was making the movie. They were making it in the Washington, D.C. area. He had a free day. So he decided that what he could do is go to a batting practice with the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, because he's Kevin Costner. And so there he is, you know, at batting practice uh, with the Baltimore Orioles. Because they, of course, have all seen him in Bull Durham. So they want to play baseball with Kevin Costner. Right. right? And, you know, and he's, you know, and he's playing with Cal Ripken Jr. Okay. Right. And, and and he's ripping home runs. Now they may the Orioles might have let Kevin hit hit the home <laughs> runs, but again, for most men that would have been like they're they've died and gone to heaven. But yes, that was right. only the start of his day, because then he gets a phone call from the president of the United States. Now he doesn't know him at the time, but this is George Bush forty one, so f- senior. This mm-hmm. is the first George Bush, and he gets a little message, and it's like, hey, do you want to come play golf? And, oh. and Kevin Costner's like, well, I don't know. Yes, I guess I'll play golf with the president of the United States. But he's like, Mr. President, I don't have any shoes. He's like, well, do you have some pants on? And he's like, yeah, I have pants on. And he's like, I'll get you all the clubs and the shoes and everything. So he shows up to play golf with the president of the United States. And in the foursome, Andre Agassi, of course. Oh, <laughs> playing, playing golf. Life then, is good. Like, Life is good. So they play golf, Andre Agassi, Kevin Costner. (laughs) And then the president says, hey, you want to come back to the house? But, of course, the house is the White House. (laughs) Okay, so he gets to go back to the White House. And the president says, hey, do you want to come swim in my pool? And and so Kevin, again, doesn't know what to do. So he says, yes, yeah, yes, I want to go swim in the pool. So he's swimming alone in the White House swimming pool all by himself. Oh, and the and Dallas like, the Dallas crowd is going nuts. They're, they're this just imagining if he has a bathing suit at the right, point, right? Right. You know, we have, we're all just imagining he doesn't have the bathing suit on because <laughs> this story is good. And then the president comes and says, hey, do you want to stay for dinner? So he's like, yes. You know, so he just, he was sort of told this story that, you know, was like completely charming, so sweet, but also at the same time, he managed to wrap it, you know, wrap up stuff about this organization and how important it is and how his wife, I mean, it was great. So here's the good news, Sheila. He is going to make another three hour Western. He announced that at uh, So, oh, I love westerns. I love them. And and for your next birthday, I'm going to get you his CD. He really wants you to listen to his music. Okay, I don't do it, Jewel. I'll do it for for Bull for the Bull Durham. (laughs) Do it for Bull Durham. Oh, I don't know how much money money he raised, but I'm telling you, I think those women were writing the checks. That's all (laughs) I can say because that was. But he just. 
He was unbelievable. So much so that you know how much my husband, you know, how many times my husband has watched Field of Dreams. I, I mean, I, I know. I mean, literally. It is his number one go-to movie. He, he's literally watched it 500 times. And you know what? I'm going to let him watch it again. That's what I think. Maybe this weekend. <laughs> All right, Julie. Very well, good. Very good sighting. And I could almost touch him, Sheila. Almost. I have a bad cell phone picture that I'm going to send to you. Okay. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Very oh, exciting. Right. Okay, Dallas, big day in the Big D. That is a that is a good report. Um, so, yeah. all right, it's on to the yeah. lab rats. Well, it, it was on to the lab rats, Monica. In true form, my computer, which <laughs> the outline, um, just ran out of juice, so I'm juicing it right now, Monica. But why don't you give? Why don't you? tell everyone why we decided to bring back lab rats okay let's just start you know i yeah. mean okay all right yeah yeah you know he, here's sheila and i we're the lab rats uh sheila is in los angeles and i'm monica and i'm in portland oregon and lab rats is the time of the show when sheila and i test consumer products for you and report back on our findings so this week uh the lab rats we did something new. We tested recipes that were recommended to us on our Facebook page by Eric Rovac Hendershet. Uh, so she sent us a link, and I know Julie and Leanne kept talking about toast is the new thing. Well, Aaron sent us a link from, bon App- from a Bon Appetit article, and it was called Matzah, the new toast. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, you know what? I am gluten-free. This is Sheila, and I will not eat toast, but you give me a box of matzah, and I go crazy. Now, I, so Monica, I mean, this was the best lab rats to come back with because, for me, I have a long history with matzah. So um, it's basically <laughs> it's basically known as a Passover food, and that's why we decided to do it. And right. the rats, so that's why I think Bon Appetit wrote the article. Right. And the rats love matzah. Um, and really, how hard can it be to slap something on a matzah and enjoy? I mean, everybody right. loves. That does not sound that challenging. Um, so this week, it was a bit of a cook-off for the rats because we both tried the same recipes. Right, Monica? Yeah, we um, made three recipes, um, two the same. And then Sheila did like a sweet verse, sweet version. I did a savory one. Um, and so, you know, we cooked the three, well, it's not really cooking. (laughs) No, good good point, Monica. Good point. That's why we knew we could handle the matzah test because it's not really cooking. Right. And so the elements you're working with are basically the base, which is the matzah, it it's it is a big dry cracker, but that does not stop me because I still love it. Um, <laughs> and as Bon Appetit told us, top your matzo with an open faced snack, right? Brilliant. <laughs> so the spread that they recommend, and I will go to my grave saying this: fat and salt. Those <laughs> two elements uh, just bring it together, don't they, Monica? Yeah, you have to have a little bit of salt. And you got to have some kind of creamy spread. Otherwise, the matzo tastes like cardboard, which it pretty much is. Okay. Again, that didn't stop me. So the toppings that we worked with were scrambled eggs. Um, we These have a, were- yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Tuna, we have a tuna salad, um, a goat. No, oh, <laughs> oh, this did, is. Did what you I- say no, you don't? No, we didn't make tuna salad. Okay, this this is what Bon Appetit did. This is what Bon Appetit did. They we just picked up a few of these ideas, Monica. No, I'm just reading the script now. I am apparently not correctly. If Monica says that's not true, tuna salad, goat cheese, and spicy jelly. I don't remember that. Apples and honey. But don't overload it, or your matzo will become a big soggy mess. I just read what you what you sent me. Okay. okay. All right. Tell them. Tell tell them the real things that we tested. Tell everybody. Oh, I can hardly speak. Um, okay. So Sheila, for the first thing we did um, was uh, creamy this, scrambled eggs with chive. With chive. With chive. Then the second one, we did a nice mashed avocado mm-hmm. with crushed red peppers, 
and other things. And then I did uh, goat cheese. <laughs> other things. That's that's good. And then <laughs> goat cheese with what? Goat cheese with roasted tomatoes. Mm. Okay. All right. So, so what is what was your methodology and what were you looking for? Oh gosh, this is this is complicated because my methodology is I just think I need to go back a little bit, go back to um 1973-74. Um I know you all remember sisters remember I started working babysitting, eventually becoming the au pair for a lovely family in Westport, Connecticut the Olenoffs, and I was introduced to some really fine foods, and they were sort of the groovy, hip family that I didn't have, right? They were (laughs) were my surrogate family. Marty was was a psychiatrist, and Phyllis was one of the first dance therapists in the country. So we're talking groovy couple, right? Groovy. And, and how does this relate to matzah, Sheila? Okay. They they enjoyed, they were Jewish. They enjoyed Jewish foods. But it was more than that. It was a mindset. So I'm talking about things like uh, Martinson coffee with, um, you know, with a drip carafe and half and half. Things that we never had at our home. Half and half. Okay. <laughs> we, um, matzah. She, Phyllis introduced me to matzah and margarine, and I'm telling you, once I started eating, I could not stop. I was addicted to it. It was the it was the crispy matzah with the salty kind of greasy Fleischmann's margarine on top. You add a little jelly, and you're gone. I mean, I okay. So basically, flash forward to last week when I bought a box of egg and onion matzah. Monica, I ate half the box in the first night without any topping at all. <laughs> you just had to get back into it, didn't you? I had this, to get this back This is in- your methodology is you just <laughs> ate half a box? Did you eat half the box? <laughs> I ate half the box, and then I said I have to stop. I, I have to make these items. So, Monica, my eggs were not soft scrambled because I don't believe – I believe in cooking everything's all the way through. Um, but – I I had a great time. I made my soft scrambled. I wanted the matzah. I did the egg and onion matzah, which is a little twist on the regular matzah. Um, and again, more salt, more spice, mm-hmm. more kick, more kick to your meal. Um, I wanted a crisp, dry matzah. I wanted my eggs well done, and then the chive was very nice. And then for a little extra <laughs> added bonus. I gave myself just a little spread of mayonnaise right on the bottom of that cracker. Ooh, extra fatty. <laughs> extra fatty. And um, I, I just, I want to enjoy. You know, that is the joy of, uh, of a Mott's cracker. You can just put anything on it and it tastes good. A nice cold drink beside you because it's very salty when you start eating it. Which is... Particularly if you eat half a box. That might be... <laughs> Which makes it really good, the salt factor. Yep, the salt and the fat. Okay, so I bought the plain Manischewitz matzahs, and I looked. They're about 110 calories a cracker, and that's what they are, a big, giant cracker. If you've never had them, go out and get a box. They're fantastic. So I did the scrambled eggs with the matzah, and what I did, Sheila, I added a little little sprinkle, little melt-in of goat cheese at the end. And then oh, I, ooh, you didn't have that. Yeah, a little goat cheese. And then I, I had fresh chives, and I put those over the top. And they were phenomenal. It was fantastic. But you have to eat this one fast. Because, yes. Because the eggs are hot, and they're sort of melting the matzah underneath. And you don't want to lose your cracker base, you know, although – there is nothing wrong with scrambled eggs with crumbled matzah mixed in. That's oh. oh, oh, baby, I made a salad with with crumbled crumbled matzah on top. I could not stop. It sounds I mean, like your entire week was crumbled matzah. It really was. Um, now okay. let's go. Let's move on to the avocado one. 
Okay, we're the lab rats today. We are road testing matzo crackers, and I was just I was just thinking when you mentioned goat cheese, Monica, as Leon always says, if I have goat cheese, I have dinner, right? right. Mm-hmm. So um, you could make you could do a whole dinner, a matzo matzo meal, I imagine, um, if you really wanted to. Okay, the avocado I had a little trouble with, Monica. I had a trouble, well, just keeping it fresh and a spread the spreadability factor was a little tough for me how about you how did you do with the avocado oh i thought the avocado was great so this was the recipe it was just mashed avocados crushed red pepper a little black pepper a little bit of salt and then sheila i put some lemon zest on mine oh you didn't tell me that <laughs> <laughs> well i wanted to beat you <laughs> And that, that, that's why I put these extra elements in, the goat cheese, the lemon zest. You know, it was a little bit of a cook-off, Sheila, and I, I wanted to beat you on this one. And I love this. I have to say, now the matzah structurally held up better with the avocado spread because it was cold. And so it, you didn't have to eat it right away. It wasn't going to mush up your matzah. Delicious. Loved it. Okay. The, the key to that recipe, though, was not really a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we keep acknowledging that. It's a, it's a list of ingredients. It's a list of ingredients you slap on a matzah. The key to that was the red crushed red pepper. Okay. Well, I did. I had some rainbow peppercorns, which I uh, put in a grater because I I didn't have time to get the crushed red pepper because I was too busy eating the rest of the box, but. Um, <laughs> Um, bon Appetit did call for something uh, by the name of Maldon Salt. Monica, did you find that? Maldon? Maldon? Yeah, Maldon Salt. No, I didn't bother with that. I, <laughs> okay. just, I just used a regular salt. You know, Sheila, we have forgotten to give our pause rating. Okay, these, well, let's do that at the end. It's been a while since we've, we've done this. Um, <laughs> let's okay, move so, on to our third matzah. Okay, my third for the bonus round was something I really enjoy. Again, these were two ingredients that it's dangerous to have these in the house, matzah and almond butter. I did a matzah with almond butter spread, and then I uh, drizzled I drizzled on um, a little uh, stevia, a little liquid stevia <laughs> for some sweetness. Monica? Oh, I my God, that it. sounds awful. I'm it sorry. Awful. That sounds terrible. But I want to hear your pause rating. You're just... I thought you were going to say chocolate. <laughs> no, no, no. Or honey I... or something good. I know. No, I mean, I, I, I try to cut down on the sugar, you know. I mean, I can eat a box of matzah, but I have my limits when it comes to sugar. Um, I give, no, my that was a two pause up for me. I mean, I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Okay, for my last matzah, I did, again, I went back with the goat cheese because I had it around. I roasted some plum tomatoes. So I did a little spread of goat cheese, roasted plum tomatoes, and then topped it with chives because I had the chives there. So two paws up. I mean, let's just recap. Okay, let's recap. I I think we enjoyed this challenge. I mean, oh. Definitely. Yeah, there was nothing not to love. And I would give all of these recipes two paws up. And I'm really looking forward to having matzah in my lunch next week. Mm. So I, I think I'm just going to do matzahs and spread in my lunch. Take it to work. Until, okay. Until, well, I'm done, until I'm done with that box. I'm not as disciplined as you are, so I can't, I can't have the matzah around anymore. I would definitely give the eggs two paws up. My avocado, only one paw up, but I didn't do the extra secret ingredients that you did maybe next time if I'm ever allowed to have matzah again in the house. <laughs> I'll do that. And my avocado, I know it doesn't sound thrilling, two paws up for me. So um, this was a lot of fun, Monica. Yes, can, can I ask a question of you guys? Did you, How did you come out on the fundamental original question of whether matzah is the new toast? I mean, do you have a point of view on whether that's true or not? Um, it's, Monica? It's, it's easier than toast. <laughs> it's not yeah. all that toasting involved? 
Because you don't have to go the extra mile and toast something. I agree. And by the way, there's a light brown edging around the perimeter of a matzah that gives you the illusion that it's been toasted. So an illusion of toast is what yes, and I think that's all you need. I am I can't have bread in the house either. So I'm, and I don't I don't have a toaster. So yes, <laughs> if I really wanted toast, I would go get some matzah. I wish and it would be as satisfying as toast. Oh, uh, definitely. Oh, yes. I don't think it's as satisfying as toast. You know, you can I, shut down. I, on that. I enjoy- Thanks, Monica, for your honesty. On that. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. I enjoyed all of these treats. I especially enjoyed the scrambled eggs on the matzah with the chive. That was heavenly. Can't wait to have that again tomorrow. But not as good as toast. That's all right. You know, on the back of the Manischewitz box, Sheila, and just can you imagine this? There's a recipe for matzah lasagna. I know. I believe me. I read it. I want. I was going to go out and buy the ingredients to try it. I, I think I'm. Just, I, I many, you, la- many layered baked lasagna made with matzah. I mean, to me, it's just opening Pandora's box. The whole matzo, the, the bringing matzo back into my life was dangerous, but delicious, Monica. Thank yeah. you for suggesting. Yeah, it was a happy week for us. It was fun. Okay. Wow. Lab rats. Thank you for the challenge, Aaron, who posted that. Yep. Um, that is good to inspire the lab rats to get back into the uh, te- the lab rats test kitchen. Yeah, this, those test kitchens are really pretty high tech there, Liz. No toasters. I'll tell you, no it does, salt, it no red peppers. Se- seem like a lot, but my my test kitchen is a mess right now. <laughs> thank you, thank you for doing that for us, and uh, thank you for sending us. Monica did send us some photos. Yes, so, we'll post them. So I will. Uh, Oh, you're going to post those, Jill? Well, Monica, we're going to post them together because my camera was not uh-huh. working and my computer's no longer working right now, but I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I, we're going okay. to post, post those up on Satellite okay. Sisters. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll figure out how to do that. Um, so any idea if the, when the lab rats are going to get inspired again, anything, any other products that are out there you think waiting for the lab rats magic touch? Oh yeah, there there there's plenty of stuff out there now. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I mean, <laughs> can we quote you on that, Sheila? Yeah, there's there's plenty a whole stuff out there. There there's is. a there's a whole bunch of stuff, and I think we need to go do some fruits and veggies next time, Monica. <laughs> okay, you know, maybe do some salads or something like that because uh, just you know to clean cleanse our palate. <laughs> No, Sheila and I enjoy testing stuff together. And right. Before. So we're yes, definitely yes, going to be yeah. working up more Lab Rats episodes. Okay, that would be great. Yep. If you have suggestions about episodes, about products you want the Lab Rats to test, you should go to our blog, go to SatelliteSisters.com, where this show is posted. If you click on the link that is the show title, you'll see you can put a comment there. So in the comments section... Suggest a few things you would like the Lab Rats to tackle because it's been a while. And if you want to hear some of the previous award-winning work of the Lab Rats, because let's remember, the, the, the Lab Rats have won a Gracie Award for, for media for some of their previous testing, it's including the sports bra segment which will go down in history anyway you can go to our um you can listen to all the old shows uh, at satellitesisters.com and just use the search function type in the word lab rats and all of the shows where all of the testing is will come up you can there's years of enjoyment i would say there wouldn't you say rats oh we have a lot of fun don't we monica yes we do (laughs) okay Um, All right, moving on, Um, or maybe not moving on. This is my issue. I realized today that for this weekend, at least, I seem to have gotten in some kind of musical time machine that's taken (laughs) taken me way back to the early days. I am going tonight... 
to an event, a musical event in Orange County with our brother Brendan and his wife Laura. They invited me to this like six months ago when they bought tickets. And then it's the kind of thing that you totally forget about. And then five days before you get the email like, hey, looking forward to seeing you Saturday night. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. What was that again? And you're looking at your six-month-old email. Anyway, tonight I'm going to a live performance of Arlo Guthrie celebrating the 50th anniversary of his song, Alice's Restaurant. Oh my gosh, Liz. Now that, okay. That is a classic. It is a classic song. I mean, but Arlo Guthrie is one of those people like dead or alive. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any idea. Oh, so that's good. He's alive. I'm happy to hear that. He's alive. And singing. Okay, good, Liz. Good. So if you don't know the song, Alice's Restaurant, you're probably younger than the rest of the Satellite Sisters. But once you hear it once, it will never leave your mind. I'll play a little bit of, of it at the end of the show if I can figure out a way to to download it. Anyway, Alice's Restaurant came out, the song came out in 1967. So I'm sure I didn't hear it when it was a new song. But what you'll when you listen to this song, it became famous because it's really an 18-minute long monologue that is just this crazy story that happens to take place over Thanksgiving, right? Right. It's a true story. Yes. It's a true story and it's very complicated and it just has a lot of twists and turns to it. But because it takes place over Thanksgiving, oftentimes now I know like Many Thanksgivings, since I've lived here in Southern California, when we have Thanksgiving at Leon's house in Pasadena, and I'll drive home after Thanksgiving dinner, there will be a radio station in Los Angeles. There's always one playing the whole long version of Alice's Restaurant. So, um, but here's the thing. Arlo Guthrie, because he he didn't want to become like some novelty act. He only sings it every 10 years. Oh. So. Oh, he's so cool. So that's, this, that's very cool. Yeah. So this. So is there are going to be a lot of old hippies eating matzah there, Liz, <laughs> tonight. I mean, you're, you're all set. I think, they, I, I think they're going to be doing more than eating it. <laughs> I, I think this will probably be the, the oldest crowd I've ever been to an event with. That's what I'm guessing. Liz, what time does the show start? 4.30? <laughs> okay, he was really the original performance artist. I mean, yes. no one had done anything like that. And I agree, it, Sheila. It's a, because it's a monologue, it's not really a song. It has a chorus. You know, you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Everybody so knows that part. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right? We all know that. Right. But then this unbelievably complicated tale that unfolds in between, it's like, you know, sorry, Billy Joel, Piano Man, sorry, American Pie, sorry, like, you, you guys have, like, nothing on the original, which was Alice's Restaurant. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. What else is he going to play in this concert? I mean, it's going to be a real concert, correct? It's a real concert. It starts at 8. This song is 18 minutes long, so obviously there are going to have to be a few other numbers. But I'm hoping not too many, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, an hour tops. <laughs> and people, an hour. <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah. You know, you just have a couple of warm-up numbers. You sing Alice's Restaurant. And then, I mean, he did have other hits, but no cult hits that sort of stayed on for the years and got played every Thanksgiving the way Alice's Restaurant did. So, uh, so okay, so, so that's what I'm doing tonight. Um, a little touch of 1967 uh, tonight in Orange County, which even Orange County seems like a weird place for Arlo Guthrie to, yes. be, to, to be. But he does, he does an Alice's Restaurant tour every 10 years. So this is it. Okay, tonight. Then All right, Arlo. Good then, for, for him. Then tomorrow night, because as I'll explain more later, I'm going to be in Vegas, um, voluntarily going to Vegas. When I voluntarily decided to go, I thought, well, if I'm going to go to Vegas, I, I don't care how hokey it is. I want to see that Beatles version of Cirque du Soleil. Oh, that's good, Liz. Have you seen it, Julie? 
No, but I, of course, I would love to see that. Yes. I have two lists. Yes. It's the Beatles. I mean, you can't it's call- the Beatles. I know. It's the Beatles. So I'm spending the weekend with Arlo Guthrie and the Beatles, and I am not embarrassed about that at all. Yeah, tomorrow night at the Mirage at uh, the 7 p.m. show. Corny Cole and I, longtime listeners will know Corny Cole was our original executive producer for Satellite Sisters at ABC Radio. We're Thelma and Louising it to uh, Las Vegas, and we're we're going to go see the the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show. So that sounds really fun. Yeah, I All think right, that'll we'll be good. Just- just get out your fringe vests, Liz. <laughs> yeah. Your bell bottoms. You're all set. You're That's true. Fringe. Whatever. If I get up a get up for tonight, I could wear it again tomorrow night. Good point, Julie. <laughs> anyway, so complete report next week, but uh, in the Wayback Machine, 1967, 1968, Ooh. that's where I'm spending the weekend. Okay. Hey, well, now we're moving on. We just have a few tidbits. Uh, these are uh, these are sort of a satellite sister classic. I mean, they're not long news stories. Uh, they don't require a lot of follow-up discussion, and we don't encourage a lot of follow-up questioning because we usually don't have the information. Isn't that correct? Yes, Julie. So, but uh, we had we had, there were some tidbits in the news today uh, this week that caught my attention. The first one, uh, which I think is going to be a big flop, but I wanted to ask uh, the sisters, is that Chuck E. Cheese, which is actually headquartered here in uh, Texas, they announced that they are trying to attract more adults. Now, Monica, I know you've been to Chuck E. Cheese, right? Julie, I went to Chuck E. Cheese in Florida (laughs) with dad, with your two sons, Nick and Will, when they were like four and five years old. It was frightening in there. It was (laughs) a nightmare. When I came out, I had, I think, the biggest headache of my life. The only way they're going to attract more adults is to have more beer. That's the plan? No, no. The plan is, Monica, is they're going to have thin crust pizza. Would that would that make Chuck E. Cheese more palatable? If you knew that you could get a thin crust pizza, perhaps with some goat cheese on it, would, uh, would that sort of make it uh, a, a better place for you? No, it wouldn't take away the pain. Have you ever been to one, Liz? I have never been to one. No, oh, I've never. It, it's just, no. You're in this enclosed room. It's all dark. There's no windows. <laughs> there are, you know, video machines going, all this music. There's kids screaming, just running around screaming. But the kids are having a great time, right? They are. Some are, but some, but it's it, 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 there. It's so much stimulation in there that it just it creates meltdowns with kids. They can't. They you they you can't handle it. It's so out of control. The noise, the games, the music, the shows, the videos. It is it is hell. It is hell on earth. And, <laughs> well, and- I, I was going to say, Monica, you went there before you, before your hearing started to go. <laughs> I think Maybe that was want- the beginning of the end. I think if they wanted to attract adults, Julie, they should pass out hearing aids when you walk in. <laughs> or earplugs. I, I, I don't think it's going to work, So, but I wish them well. Now, the next uh, tidbit item I have, which I do think is going to be a big hit, IKEA launched on Wednesday, and Leon posted it on our Facebook uh, group page, and that are the Grand Sac Boulars. That would be the veggie balls that they're introducing at IKEA. You know, in addition to all of that furniture, uh, they sell they sell food there, in, uh, including their world famous uh, meatballs. Mm-hmm. Do you realize, Liz? They uh, IKEA has sold a bill sold a billion meatballs last year. A billion! Wow, just that last year. Yes, That's amazing. just last year. Because wasn't they, last year the year of the scandal about what's actually in those malls? <laughs> That's exactly right. They had horse meat in those. Yes, malls. right. So if they if they take if they continue to keep the horse meat out of the uh, meatballs, I'm sure they could sell two or three billion of them because I think it scared a lot of people off. But they've come out with these new veggie balls. Sheila, I think you, maybe the lab rats would like to test this. Mm-hmm. The veggie yeah. balls have green peas, they have kale, they have corn and carrots in them. So, mm. And uh, they're really excited about this because it's going to be a smaller carbon footprint to uh, produce these veggie balls. Because, you know, that horse meat, those horses, they take up a <laughs> lot of oh, water. That's horrible. 
<laughs> and IKEA is going to India, so they needed an, a veggie item uh, t- uh, to introduce in India. So okay, veggie balls, I think they could be good. Mm-hmm. I think they could be good. Third tidbit item I have for you, it is, it's a giant issue here in Texas, and that is bastard cabbage. That's right. I said those. I've never even heard of that. What is that? Here's the problem with bastard cabbage. It is choking the life out of Texas blue bonnets. Okay, you know Texas blue bonnets. These are those gorgeous flowers this time of year in the spring. They're a bloom all over Texas. And, you know, the classic thing to do in Texas is you just pull over on the highway and you stick your kids in a big patch of blue bonnets and you take their picture. Everybody does it. But this bastard cabbage, which is a tall, yellow flowering um, plant, it is killing all the blue bonnets. It is choking, it's smothering out all the other wildflowers. In fact, it's such a situation here that the gurus of all things wildflowers in Texas are located at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. Of course. Now, we I took mom and dad there um, to that. But I mean, you know, Lady Bird Johnson, that was her thing, wildflowers. They even the, the communications director at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center called the, the bastard cabbage a bad invasive plant. <laughs> she said it's galloping down the roadside. It's smothering out all other wildflowers. It is not nice at all. They hate this plant. Well, so, apparently they named it. That's an awful name. Where where did it come from? I'm assuming it's not native to Texas then. No, no, Liz. It's from it's from Eurasia, former Soviet Union. I think Putin is behind it. Oh. I, think I, I don't know, but that's where they came from. Putin uh, has a smother the blue bonnets plan. I know. Well, it will not stand here in Texas. You know, these are fighting words. People are people like their blue bonnets and they do not like this bastard cabbage. Ooh, that's a, that, that is a tough name. Are those all your are those all your tidbits, Jewel? Those are my tidbits, Jewel. I know you have one for us too. Oh, well, I have a tidbit. Um, it's a new form of exercise, which uh, you know. I know, Julie, you were one of the original Zumba dancers. I love uh, it. I love Zumba. Yeah. I mean, you you were doing Zumba when it first came out, Julie. Yes. And now there are all sorts of hybrid. There's Aqua Zumba. Um, there's hot Zumba, I heard, which is redundant, I feel, very redundant. <laughs> um, but my daughter, Ruthie, told me she was going to a new class in New York um, called Piloxing. Piloxing. It's pa- Pilates and boxing. Okay. Oh, that does not sound right. Okay, no. nonstop cardio fusion. It's standing Pilates, boxing, and dance that will push you past your limits. And I, the, the whole thing about Piloxing, from my research, I noticed you pretty much have to wear pink workout clothes <laughs> to do Piloxing. Okay, that is the standard garb. And, you know, when I first heard about it, I thought, well, that doesn't make any sense. Pilates is a mat or a lying down. Mm-hmm kind of yeah stretching and, and, and course being thing. still and holding positions and, yeah yeah, yeah. boxing's about pummeling so i don't i don't get it uh, but the, i mean you can see if you if you were doing all of those things together dancing pilates and boxing you would burn you would burn some some calories mm-hmm. you would build lean muscles and um, increase your stamina. <laughs> I mean, but you could talk- probably eat a box of matzo afterwards. <laughs> oh, totally. That is a matzo burn <laughs> inducing class. Um, so Piloxing, look for it. And I'll post, um, I'll post a video um, on our site, which I think will really uh, make people interested in this new form of hybrid exercise Piloxing. So has Ruthie actually been or she was going to try? She, she's been. She went there and she survived. I mean, she does all sorts of classes. So she's she's got the stamina and she does Pilates already. But again, I thought, well, boxing in and of itself is a hugely 
cardio exercise. Um, But again, I think this is just part of the, uh, you know, the exercise machine to get people interested and keep people interested and not bored when they're working out. Yeah. Well, when you say it, though, it sounds like plotzing, which is a whole different thing, I know. (laughs) Well, you do that after you eat a box of matzah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's move on to our moonlighting segment, shall we? Um, Mm -hmm. We seem to have earned some uh, authority as uh, uh, travel recommenders. Uh, you're posting questions for us and for each other on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. And there were a couple that seemed like we might be able to take a crack at it uh, today. So I thought we would do two of them. One, Pat, uh, longtime listener Pat from Minneapolis, uh, posted this, looking for tips and suggestions. We are planning a visit to Oregon, including Portland, Ashland, and Bend. Hoping to do a coastal drive from Portland to Ashland. Any hidden gems we should try and include? So, Monica, this is totally your turf. I wanted to give you a chance to make um, any suggestions you think Pat needs to hear. I have two suggestions. In Portland, this would be a good afternoon uh, to, you can take the bus or you can walk there, but to go to the Japanese gardens and the Rose Garden. They're all part of Washington Park. Um, I did this last weekend. I did a whole urban hike. Everything was, the roses weren't in bloom, but everything else is blooming. So you go to those two gardens. They're in a beautiful part of the city. You can look out and see the whole city. Mount Hood is right there. Then walk down to Northwest 23rd and stroll the shops, have dinner there, have some ice cream and salt and straw and take the bus back or walk back to your car, but you can take a bus back. Um, so that would be my suggestion in Portland for a good afternoon. Now in Bend, there's a lot to do and there's a lot of outdoor stuff. What I would suggest and Liz and I, or maybe we've done this, but I've done it a couple times with friends is take a wanderlust tour. They're a company out of Bend, and they will take you up to the lakes on the Cascade Lakes Highway, and you can go canoeing or kayaking. Super fun afternoon, especially if you're in Bend. You want to be in the summer. You want to be able to get up and see all the beautiful lakes, and the mountains are up there. So that's a great way to do it is Wanderlust Tours. And if you just want to go on your own, you can drive up to the lakes on Cascade Lakes Highway, do a small hike like around Todd Lake or maybe the Green Lakes Trail, and then go to Elk Lake. I know – I've said lake like a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you like lakes. That's your thing. Uh, I like lakes in the summer. And, you know, that's where the beautiful scenery is. And go to Elk Lake, go swimming, have lunch, uh, do stand-up paddle out there. It's just like 20 minutes outside of downtown Bend. Beautiful. Great thing to do. Uh, Monica, you should yeah. get a commission. That was wonderful. Monica, how long have you been in Oregon? A long time now, right? A long time. I Has it been like 28 years? Wow. Wow. Okay. Long time. Well, also in Bend, I would say the right in town, one of the really fun things to do in Bend is to just float through town yep. on the Deschutes River. And it'll be really obvious once you get there what we're talking about, but the Deschutes flows through town. You can get in an inner tube at the top of town, float all the way down, down, blah, 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 come down to Mirror Pond. They even have a bus there that will take you back up to the top of the river so you can uh, go back to your car. You can rent the inner tubes, anything you need. It is just a totally delightful way to kind of see all of Bend without doing anything but <laughs> laying on an inner tube in the water, which is pretty nice on a hot, deserty kind of day. 
So I would recommend that. And then the only thing I would say about Ashland, I know lots of people have recommended the uh, Oregon Shakespeare Festival, of course, get tickets to a play if you can. But remember when Leon was there a couple of years ago when she was uh, working on Elizabeth, the first wife, and she was doing a lot of Shakespearean research uh, at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. She also took time to go to the Harry and David factory tour, which she enjoyed. Yes, she oh, did. Yes. Remember, didn't she enjoy the Harry and David factory tour? Yes. So, yes. If, so if you are a fan, Pat, of Moose Munch, uh, and you want or to cheese, see it. cheese and crackers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see it getting made, uh, those are all good things. And then also on the Facebook group page, there are a lot of other great suggestions. Smith Rocks is here. Yeah. Lava Caves is here. So um, obviously, we love Oregon. We've each of us have spent a fair amount of time vacationing around Oregon and living there. So uh, you're going to like that. Okay. Now there's another one, Larice posted this question. I'm planning a trip to England with my college student niece. We will fly to and from London, but are looking for day trips and places to visit for a few nights outside of the city, traveling by train or bus. Can anyone offer suggestions? Sadly, High Clear Castle tours are sold out. So, Julie, I'm assuming High Clear Castle, that's Downton Abbey, right? That's Downton Abbey. But you obviously, I mean, two quick suggestions. One is to take the train to Oxford, you know, because then, uh, I mean, that is just a great little town village to look around. You have the magnificent university and all the historic sites to that. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, uh, that's, you know, the Hogwarts main, uh, opera castle was, uh, or, you know, their main dining room, uh, was, uh, uh, based on that. So, you know, that's certainly fun to do. I also saw on the Facebook group, people mentioned going to Brighton, God, taking the, uh, a train south to the coast. And I've done that. It's a great day trip. I really enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's a coast. It's, uh, it's fun to see. There are lots of little shops and restaurants and, uh, it's a nice old fashioned seaside town. Okay. And I'd say, and uh, other people noted this too, the thing about London is London is such a fantastic city. Like, you're going to have no problem filling up your time in London, too. Correct. Oh, that's correct. So when you say don't force yourself to leave town, Julie, because London is like there's unlimited, fun, interesting, beautiful things to do in the city of London. Uh, Historic, folkloric, shopping, eating, museums. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, one day trip that I have taken outside of London, uh, it was a while ago, but I went to see Stonehenge. Uh, which is also kind of interesting. But my one tip about that is make sure you have a tour guide or because I got there, I was sort of self-guiding. I think I took, I think you take the train to like Canterbury or something. And then I went to the Canterbury Cathedral and then went to Stonehenge. And if you're there by yourself, you're standing there you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> a bunch of rocks in the field. Like, I know, I know I'm supposed to know about this, like why this is so interesting, but it's not immediately obvious to me why this is so interesting. But I did manage to find someone on site who could explain things to me. But anyway, I just remember that being interesting because it's sort of a whole episode in sort of prehistoric England. So yes. it's different than um, a different era than what you're going to see elsewhere. But um, but London, London is a fantastic uh, city and England is such a fun place to visit. So, um, so good luck, Larice. I hope you have... Uh, uh, I hope you have a great time. So that's, um, okay, there we go. From, uh, from Oregon to London, any other to travels? Las, no, to Las Vegas. Cause now you're going to Las Vegas, right? Okay. So Las Vegas, the, a uh, Monday and Tuesday is what's called the new media expo, which is sort of a podcasters convention, which in the world of podcasting, I would compare it to like being a Trekkie, <laughs> you know, it's like the, the people that go to podcasting conventions and we are them. So I am just like, they just really love the idea of making podcasts and, uh, listening to other people's podcasts and supporting other podcasters and making their podcasts better. 
And so Leanne has represented us in the last couple of years at the New Media Expo, and she's been on a panel a couple of times because we are longtime podcasters. I think we've even called ourselves podcast pioneers. And I was just about to say that, Liz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast pioneers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's legitimately true. If you look at the calendar, we were among the, you know, uh, the first shows of our type to be podcasting. So because Leah needed to be on the East Coast uh, early this week, I, uh, I decided that I would represent us because Tuesday night is the podcast awards. So thank you for all of the voting that you did on our behalf. Many of you know that, you know, you could vote every day and I'm, for those of you who did, thank you so much. There were lots of different categories. Satellite Sisters is nominated for Best Podcast in the General category. So that would be super exciting to win. Um, but when Serial wins in that category. <laughs> That's, you're, you're not really spending too much time on the acceptance speech list? No, no, but, you know, I will, re- really, if we win, believe me, I will be excited. And we did try to encourage people to vote for Serial in the People's Choice category so that it create an opening for us in the general category. But um, uh, anyway... So I'll be there in the uh, in the event that we that we win. I have also been asked by the history chicks. They knew I was going to be there, and they can't be there. So if they said in their category, by some wild turn of events, they win. They've asked me to accept their award. Too. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, good, Liz. And, and you'll do a fine job for the history checks. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So, Corny Cole, our executive producer from the early days of Satellite Sisters, uh, we're getting in her convertible tomorrow morning, Sunday morning. We're driving out to Vegas. Uh, we Where the podcasting convention is... I looked it up a little bit. I did a little bit of investigation into the uh, into the hotel. Um, currently at that hotel, the uh, the pool is closed and under construction, oh. and the spa is closed and under construction. And it looked like there was quite a bit of work just in general being done at this hotel. So we're not staying there. We we're staying at another hotel, but we will be attending the convention. Um, at, That's a good move. At, yes. at the West. This is so smart. She is not going to be at the you know hotel hotel under construction. Way to go, Liz. Well, Way to you go. know the. But we did schedule a meetup, a podcasters meetup for Tuesday night. Here was my approach. So the the the, the, the podcast awards. The, why are you laughing? I guess I just said fun. Sounds stupid. <laughs> the podcast awards are from six thirty to eight. So I wanted the female podcasters there to meet up in advance and like meet each other and have a drink and just have fun. So then we can like walk down the hall and go to the awards together and cheer each other on. Oh, should, good move. should any of us win? I wanted the female podcasters to be kind of a voting block, even though the voting is over. We're going to be our own cheering section. Good so, for you, Liz. Yes. That's female power. I like yes. it, Liz. So, I like it. so you'll see that posted at the Satellite Sisters group. We are meeting in the, the Topaz Lounge. So it's basically just the bar at the hotel. We're meeting at the bar at the hotel the hour before the awards. If you are around at the New Media Convention uh, and uh, you want to meet up with us there and then go to the awards all together, that would be really fun because we figure there's there's power in the sisterhood. And from Leon's reports of previous New Media Conventions, a lot of the shows that win are more like guys who are experts in particular video games. You know, there's sort of a yeah. – it's a very niche kind of business. So. And you're, trying to, you're trying to great. bust it open, Liz. That's what we count on for you to do. Okay, mm-hmm. be you're be dis- uh, be a disruptive force, Leanne. That's what, oh, that's Liz. what we want. Yes, yes. we're going to try to just be bring a little bit of disruption uh, to the usual um, uh, to the usual event. But then also, while I'm there, many of you who are longtime listeners know that uh, longtime friends of the Satellite Sisters, Ian and Marjorie Punnett, 
from yeah. FM 107 in Minneapolis. Uh, we shared a radio station with them for many years and Ian would occasionally be on our show and we would occasionally be on their show. Ian and Marjorie are both going to be there too. Not so much for the podcasting convention. Simultaneously, there's like a real grown up con- convention for, for people in radio and television. So anyway, so Courtney and I are, are going to see, uh, Marjorie and Ian on Monday night. So that'll be a little bit. Wow. Of, you know, a lot of networking. Yeah, okay, networking Liz. with the same old people, though. Networking, <laughs> not really meeting any new people. Just, just no, no, Liz. You gotta, you gotta keep, uh, keep your, you know, heart open there. Who, who knows? Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can watch our Facebook page for any, um, any updates on what actually is going on uh, at the awards. But you know, we would love to see. You know, I joke about Serial, but you know, Sarah Koenig is another female podcaster who has really broken it wide open for herself this year. So we're very happy for her. Of course, we love the History Chicks and. Grand girl and there are lots of you know great female voices in podcasting uh and so um so corny and i are happy to be there and uh play a little part in that and she's a gambler you know corny yes she I, is a gambler she's a gambler don't get don't get yourself in trouble liz okay don't <laughs> spend all say, of, don't spend all of the satellite sisters riches okay <laughs> don't, don't make any bets Okay. I just take, went <laughs> take a small little bankroll with you, Liz, and what's done it's done. Yeah, play it safe. Not now get yourself a cup of quarters, Liz. Okay. <laughs> Live it up. Not the nest egg. Do not no, do, do not bet the nest egg. No. Uh anyway, so uh so that's what's going on. So you'll hear more about that. Um so there you go. Wow, we've this has been Woo, this, this has been a, show. a very full show. I got to get going. I got to get this edited so I can go to the uh, Alice's restaurant. I know. Uh, better get there. <laughs> you better take we'll a have, We'll have a wonderful trip, Liz, and have a great week, sisters. You yes. too, too. Everybody, everybody, enjoy yourselves. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. This song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant, that's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back Just a half a mile from the railroad track And you can get anything you want At Alice's Restaurant Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago It was on two years ago on Thanksgiving When my friend and I